Here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome back to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold, and as always, I am joined by my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, I'm heading out to Vegas in about two hours, baby. It's March Madness. We're here. We made it. We're going to run through the entirety of round one and round two, including the Wednesday night bets. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. I wish I could join you in Vegas, man. I might make a surprise trip. We'll see. But, uh, well, I'll definitely hit you up on that. But it's D-Gen State University time, man. We're ready to play bets. From starting tonight, man, like Wednesday's really where it gets going with the first four. And then, I mean, I'm not going to be doing much. I mean, don't talk to my employer, but I'm going to be kicking up, kicking back, not doing much, watching hoops literally all day, every day for the next uh, 72 hours. Well, the good news is that everyone at your company will also be doing the exact same thing. <laughs> so, <bad. laughs> uh, And same at our company. Uh, everyone will be watching March Madness, getting excited for it. Uh, all right, so two things that we have at Champions Round heading into March Madness. We have a player prop seven stakes and a tournament prop seven stakes. Both of those are live right now. They close right before Colorado State, Michigan at 9.15 a.m. Pacific, Thursday, March 17th. Go join those. There's about 50 spots left in each of those, uh, and they're going to be really cool contests. Also, if you go to my Twitter page and the Champions Round Twitter page, I have up my entire gambling sheet. This is all the work that I've done for these games. So if you forgot this podcast or you don't want to listen to us scream for 40 minutes about what's a blood bank lock and what, you know whatever the hell else we're doing and when I take out my money gun and you think we're annoying, that's fine. Go to this. <laughs> Go to this page. Uh, I have four different tabs for you. There's a March Madness worksheet that takes into account a lot of the Ken, Pro- Ken Palm information, which is the best information you're ever going to find on college basketball stuff. And you'll see stuff highlighted in green and red. That basically means it's good or bad stat for that individual team. Or if you look in the gambling column, bets that you're supposed to make given the difference in the spread. Then there's a tracking system. This takes into account a lot of the information from Action Network that you guys aggregate. Always great stuff. Always great nuggets. You can see where the sharp movement is. You can see what side the sharps are on. We will talk about that in a second. Then obviously the locks page. All my best bets for the college basketball March Madness tournament. Uh, yesterday was okay. We did all right. We uh, we hit a nice Indiana live first half over 52 and a half. They closed at 55. That was a little blood bang guarantee right there. Love that. And then if anyone's in these player points pools that I love doing, so you pick one player from each seed and you accumulate total points, whoever has the most points at the end of the contest wins. I actually have up a fake version right now. I'm going to enter one later today, but here would be my picks for those so you can go in there hopefully it'll help you win one of your contests uh i will also put up a bracket later today my personal bracket uh we can run through this maybe a little bit at the end of the show who you have winning or who your final four is but uh yeah maybe it'll help some people win some contests i'm definitely more of a contrarian when it comes to this because i think everyone's gonna pick gonzaga to win the goddamn tournament which is fine but you're not gonna win your bracket challenge if you're picking gonzaga to win a national championship it's way too yeah. hard to run yeah, it depends so, on the I'd say it depends on the settings. Like if you get if you're playing in a system that rewards for upsets, like you might as well just try it. Like shoot your shots from those 13, um, 13, four seeds and, and and so forth, five and twelve. Um, 
but yeah, generally speaking, like that's that's the way I kind of think about it. It's like if everyone's gonna pick Gonzaga, like how can I differentiate from that, but still get all the get some correct answers in the forefront so you can make up the points. But uh yeah, always always great time, man. And I'm ready to uh my final four is interesting. Not not that, not that I don't feel like I'm not going that contrarian, but uh definitely not rolling with all favorites here. So yeah, let's get into it. All right, so Tonight, Wednesday, first game, 340. 16 seed on 16 seed action, which means this is the only game that they will win in the tournament. Bryant versus Wright State. Currently, Wright State minus two and a half over under set at 155 and a half. So, off the top, let me say this. My numbers suggest that I'm supposed to bet the over in this game, but neutral court unders, baby. And to so shout out to our guys at Sports Gambling Podcast, first half unders in the NCAA tournament. Undefeated, best bet you can make. So uh, those are two things that I'm definitely going to look at. You got this under 150 neutral court. Obviously, I'm supposed to bet under that it's historically good. So under 155 and a half. And then also on the other side, that first half under, I'm not sure what it's at right now. Probably like 72 and a half, something like that, 73 and a half. Going to like that one. In terms of my numbers on this one, looks like I'm supposed to bet right state a little bit. Uh, there has been some action on Bryant that has moved this from three and a half to two and a half. What is your uh, read or what are you hearing on this game? Yeah, I was going to grow with you with what you just said. Um, shout out to the, the SGPN crew because they were very profitable last last season. Um, and last night, two and oh. Yeah, so I think it was started off, I think last night they were 79% to first half unders. And uh, much of what you said, it's the, it's the handicap of playing on a neutral court, you know, the the excitement and the restlessness of playing in for a shot in the tournament, you know, nerves and all that type of stuff. So I think that's the right, the right play here. And at 72, uh, I have, I've never watched Bryant play. I've never watched Wright state play. So I'm taking the under on 72 in the first half. Um, I think that that's, that makes sense for my bracket. Um, I did pick Bryant. Uh, they are three and a half point dogs, but you know, um, yeah, I don't really know why I'm picking. I'm picking Brian. I'm just not picking uh, Wright State here. Nice. All right. Uh, next game up: Rutgers, uh, Notre Dame. This is also in Dayton. Notre Dame currently favored minus one and a half, minus one twenty on the money line. Over under is at one thirty three and a half. I love Notre Dame in this game. The market doesn't really as much. The line has gone no. up from one to one and a half, but the numbers suggest that that is kind of wonky. Uh, Rutgers catching 63% of the bets, 76% of the money here. So maybe it's a super sharp group that is moving this number on Notre Dame. I was already on Notre Dame. There's some good stats that I have on my sheet. Uh, Rutgers offensive is trash, 100 in the country. Notre Dame is 29 in the country on offense, uh, 84 on defense. Rutgers defense is okay at 43. Uh, luck is pretty much the same. Notre Dame is a much better free throw shooting team and three point shooting team. Uh, thirty seven to thirty three on the three pointers and seventy five to seventy on the free throw. So in a close game, I think that that's probably what gets it done. Also, little fade on the Big Ten here. I think the Big Ten gets overrated because of the competition that they play in every game's amongst good teams. But don't sleep on this Notre Dame team. I think that they can get it done uh, on Wednesday night in Dayton. Yeah, according to Hasla Metrics, the Rutgers Rutgers ranks 352nd in the nat, in the nation in consistency, and um, much of what you said about their struggling defense. Um, I'm from the Philly area. I know Rutgers pretty well. I think I went to a basketball camp there. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm using that to justify why I'm going to fade them, but um, I think Notre Dame um, obviously is, has been 
more they've just been a more consistent team they run a, a tight rotation with only seven players um they run a lot of zone i love zone teams in the in the uh tournament because they just tend to slow the tempo down and cause uh, cause um havoc for opposing offenses so if Rutgers already struggles to, to shoot the ball and they're not consistent um i think Notre Dame makes a lot of sense here so yeah i'm gonna roll with Notre Dame and i also like the under at 133 and a half yeah, I uh, like the under there, too, especially that first half. Again, we're, we're going to talk about that pretty much for every game we have on the board here. Uh, I will say this about <laughs> Rutgers. <clears throat> Rutgers is dominant or has been dominant at home in the Big Ten. They are terrible on the road. So this game, not in New Jersey, fade spot, absolutely. So Notre Dame tonight for sure. All right, starting off 9.15 a.m. I'll be at the Sportsbook around 8.30 tomorrow in Mandalay. I uh, can't wait to see these first two games. I can guarantee you are going to be in some round robin parlays for me. So uh, it's going to get spicy early, especially game number two. Let's talk about the first game first. I'm actually going to be with a lot of Michigan people. So to start off the tournament with Michigan is going to be hilarious. Michigan currently minus one and a half against Colorado State. Over under 136 and a half. Michigan minus 130 on the money line. Colorado State coming back at plus 105. Sharps are all over Colorado State, and this one is line has moved from two and a half to one and a half. But the concern, as always, with Colorado State or any team in the Mountain West is the Mountain West gets absolutely dump trucked in the NCAA tournament. We saw it a little bit last night. Indiana dominated Wyoming. I don't know how that was a six-point game. It seems like they should have won by 25 points. Again, Indiana stinks, so take that for what you will. So the question here is, are you going to follow the Sharps and believe the Colorado State's a good team and the Mountain West can actually produce some NCAA tournament victors? Or do you go with the victors in Michigan? Go with the victors in Michigan. Just got, right. got to do it. It's the Mountain West. Like Colorado State, I think we were talking about it on a few shows ago. It's like some of these obscure teams that um, have great coaching. You know, they, they obviously the Sharps are, are on them for a reason. But when such a tight game, I'm going to take that uh, strength of schedule and the, I don't know. I think Jawan Howard's going to coach his team up here. They've been in this situation. Um, I, I got to ride with the bigger dog here in uh, in Michigan. Michigan's been absolute trash at the end of the season, but I do think that they have some significant advantages, especially you know athlete wise in this game. Looking at some of the stats here, they're both top twenty in offense, both between eighty and ninety one in defense. The big difference here for me, favorite luck. Michigan has been one of the most unlucky teams in the country this year. They're 238. Hmm. Ken Palm has Colorado State at sixth, the sixth luckiest team in the country. Usually those are teams that you want to fade. So I'll right. be on Michigan come this one. I'm going to have to fade the Sharps here. Don't feel great about doing it. They clearly have a good read on this one. But, uh, yeah, give me, uh, give me a big blue. But second game of the day, oh, boy. I can feel it in my bones already. I can feel the money pouring out. It's going to go right to the sports book. But this is going to be about everything that I do on Thursday, as is going to be with everyone else. South Dakota State plus 2.5 against Providence. Total sitting at 149.5. South Dakota State plus 120 on the money line. Let me tell you a little bit about the Jackrabbits. <laughs> Those damn let me, Jackrabbits. <laughs> let me just tell you a little bit about the Jackrabbits. They're 12th in offense in the country. They have the highest three-point percentage in the country. They shoot 44.2% from deep. Basically, the whole team is a bunch of little Steph Currys. They are 76% at the free throw line. That is also pretty good. That is what you want from an underdog. I'm not saying that they win this game every time. I'm saying that they're probably over 50% chance to win. 
And if they get hot from three, Providence, watch the hell out. Also for Providence, they are 31 on offense, 79 on defense. Their luck rank, they are number one. They are the luckiest team in the entire country. This is absolutely the team to fade. The other two four seeds, so this is the, the shortest four seed line in the history of the tournament. There have been two others that have also been at two and a half. Both of those teams lost outright. So what does that tell you? It either tells you that Providence is historically underrated in this position or their ass is going to lose. South Dakota State, baby. Money line. I'm with I'm with you on uh, South Dakota State, man. Got to. Jackrabbit time, man, because it's really just how you describe it. It's the, it's the luck factor. And up until last month, it seems that uh, Providence was the luckiest team in Kempom's metrics in nearly a quarter century. So, like, this team, I mean, they got it wow. together a little bit, and they can shoot. They were, they led the Big East in shooting. But at that point, I mean, I can't, I can't trust them. Um, I got, I got to take, the, I got to take them. I got, I got to take the uh, the Jackrabbits here. So Providence led the Big East in shooting, but from deep, only thirty four point three percent, which isn't terrible. But you're ten percent less than South Dakota State. <laughs> right. You got some big issues. You got some big, big issues. I mean, that's pretty telling that uh, this is the shortest line in history of that of this of that seating. So um yeah. yeah if you don't have if you don't have the jackrabbits in your bracket make that switch ASAP. All right. Uh next game up on the board, 1045 tomorrow, Boise State, Memphis. Memphis currently a two and a half point favorite. Total is set at 133 and a half. <clears throat> Boise is a really good team. Ranked 17th in defense. But and Memphis has come on strong. They're a much different team without Bates on the floor. I think that they can get it done here. Uh, two and a half might be a little strong, but I'm kind of going to – I think I'm going to try and fade the Mountain West all the way through, except for my boys at San Diego State. So give me uh, give me Memphis in this one. I don't feel great about it. It probably won't make any of our big round robins, but uh, that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. Yeah, I this was a tough one, man. And it's always the eight, nine seeds I feel like that always – are a little bit tricky. They never really go very far in the, in the tournament, but you know, you're just trying to accumulate those wins. Um, Boise state is definitely underrated here. You know, I think money, many people will probably be attracted to Penny Hardaway and how this team really changed their season around after um, what I guess would be an early season meltdown, but they play the post very well. Um, they have good defense. They do turn over the ball a lot, which I think would play into Boise state's hands. This one's kind of a toss-up for me. In my bracket, I chose Boise State. I probably this is probably a stay away for me betting wise. All right, uh, first 16-1 on the board. Norfolk State against Baylor. Lines 21 and a half. Total 137 and a half. I am supposed to bet based on my numbers. I'm supposed to bet a little on Norfolk. Uh, my spread is 18. My total is 140. I'm not betting on Norfolk State against Baylor. There's no <laughs> chance of that's tough, happening. Dude. That's yeah, tough. So just, that, that, that's, that spreads too wide for me, man. I, I got to – yeah. I, I might like just, a hard uh, pass. Yeah, that, that, that's that's tough. I can't get behind that one. <clears throat> All right, let's move over to Longwood, Tennessee. That line of 16.5, total 132. My number on the game, 15 and 133. So pretty close on that one. Tennessee, really hot to close the SEC tournament, a team that I really think that can make the Final Four, but – my question here is, Rick Barnes, we know that you stink. You lost in the first round to Oregon State last year. You traditionally do this where you blow it. You're great in conference tournaments and horrible in the NCAA tournament. K-1 
can I finally trust you this year? You ran through the SEC with two teams that were supposedly better than you, Kentucky and Auburn. You got robbed of a two seed from Duke. You should be a two seed on this line. The problem is that you had two other SEC teams in the two spot. Also, tournament committee did not like you. Are you going to show up and prove why you deserve to have that second seed? Are you going to show up and prove that you're a Final Four capable team? I don't know. I don't know. Rick Barnes continues to fuck me. So I like Tennessee. I think they will go uh, deep in this tournament, but I, you know, I'm going to need some emotional coaching to get through my uh, Rick Barnes hate in order to get them to that point. I mean, clearly, damn. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I guess I need to update my bracket then. Um, yeah, the the I guess Longwood they were they balled out in conference play. Were they 15 and one? So, yeah. I mean, they, they have a track record of performance here, but I think Tennessee is going to be a little bit too much in the first round draw here. So um, I'm going to roll with Tennessee. I'm probably not going to lay the 17 and a half points. That's quite a bit. So mm, part of me, that might be one of my D-Gen bets. I might take Longwood 17 and a half. As I'm looking at it on your company's website, 52% of the bets and 89% of the money is on Tennessee. So Longwood. <laughs> What's up? You got to fade the public in these situations, man. The uh, public never wins in March Madness. But isn't this kind of sharp that 89% of the money and only 52% of the bets, so the bigger bets are coming in on Tennessee? 17 and a half, though. I don't, it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot for a Tennessee team that you don't believe in. It, no, I, well, I do believe in them. I just don't trust fucking Rick Barnes. You still trust him later in the, later in the tournament? No, I don't trust him ever. Rick Barnes oh. is the worst. Rick Barnes is the worst, but I love the team. The team is so good. They're so yeah, much they fun good. to watch. So I'm like, it's a weird spot for me, but uh, I think I'm going to end up probably laying a little bit on Tennessee here. Uh, all right, let's get to some more interesting games. A team, uh, this is a game that a lot of people think can be an upset, which I would kind of surprised by. Richmond at or against Iowa. Line is 10 and a half. Total is 150 and a half. Richmond. Seemingly on paper, doesn't have a lot going for them. 68 in offense, 104 D, 33.7 from deep, 72.5 from free throw. That's okay. Iowa, meanwhile, number two uh, offense in the country, 77 on D, so nothing impressive there. And uh, I don't know, they just ran through the Big Ten tournament. So if you're fading the Big Ten, I get why you want to bet on Richmond here, but it seems a little dicey to me. I don't really have a read, but. Uh, some of a lot of the sharp action I'm hearing is coming out of Richmond, so that might be worth tailing. Uh, I mean, Keegan Murray is the one of the best players in the nation. I'm not fading him for anything, so nah. <laughs> Good luck, <laughs> Richmond. Doing it. I'm, I'm not right. breaking. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going that far. All right. Next game on the board: Georgia State Gonzaga. Georgia State, one of the best 16 seeds in the history of the tournament. Should have been a 14 seed. Got a kind of a shitty draw here. Uh, 23 and a half and 149 and a half against Gonzaga. Not much to say here. There are, is a lot of sharp money on this 23 and a half number. It came down from 25 and a half, I believe. Uh, yeah, started at 25 and a half here. So I don't know. Uh, 26% of the bets, 80% of the money is on Georgia State in this game. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to play against Gonzaga? I don't know. I mean, I'm 1-0 against Gonzaga. I mean, I bet, what, Pepperdine to cover 33, so might as well ride the wave here. And uh, Georgia State, let's go Bulldogs. By the way, that was the the greatest joke you've ever not meant to make was 
Pepperdine ride the wave. That was so good. <laughs> that was so good. And you, there's no chance that you meant to do that. I did if not, you did, good for you. Okay, even better. Not at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, next game on the board, Marquette, North Carolina. North Carolina's uh, minus three and a half right now. Total sitting at 152 and a half. So automatically under 152 and a half, under first half. Absolutely a bet for me. UNC Marquette, I have no idea. Honestly, I have no idea. Someone's going to convince me when I'm six Jack Daniels deep and be like, oh, I got to read on Marquette. Great. Here's $500. Go play place it on Marquette plus three and a half for me. I don't it's know. More, it's more so, do you, do you trust UNC, man? They've just, just another very inconsistent team all season. Um, they're just on the bubble of right, being ranked where they 25th, I think. Uh, they finished 25th in the country. I mean, I, I like, I like, I feel like I like these Marquette gritty. Um, I don't know. I feel like Marquette's always one of those tournament teams that always performs, whereas UNC, given their track record, man, I can't trust the ACC that much. ACC yeah. is very volatile this year. Yeah, I get that. Uh, 82% of the money, 91% of the bets on UNC right now. The line hasn't <laughs> moved that much. So, damn. Maybe, maybe that's like the ultimate, like, okay, everybody's on the public is on NC. So, let's go, Marquette. Uh, New Mexico State, UConn. UConn minus six and a half, total 131 and a half. This is a not a great version of this New Mexico State team, and I think this UConn team is absolutely going to get it done. 21 on offense, 35 on defense. Uh, New Mexico State, only 69% on free throws. Not a good situation if you want an underdog. So, yes, this is a 12-5 matchup, but it is one where I am going to be on UConn probably pretty heavy come tomorrow. How profitable has the 12-5 matchups been, uh, or not profitable, but um, the success rate of 12-5s? I know that that was always like the trend, like, oh, you got to get a 12-5 um, winner. Yeah. But I so feel like it you, hasn't been hitting as much as it as it used to. If you blindly bet for the last, I think, 20 years, 11s and 12s, uh, it's the only two lines that has been profitable, and they hit it like 55 and 56%. So uh, I don't specifically remember last year, but – it definitely is profitable to bet those two. So UConn, I think I took New Mexico State in my bracket here. Um, and the really line's like, like the line's like six, what seven points, six and a half? Six and a half, yeah. I really like UConn in this game. Okay, okay. And I don't I'm not I don't generally like UConn in general. Um, and Hurley in the tournament hasn't had great results, but I think that this matchup specifically is really, really beneficial for them. So I will uh I'll definitely end up on Yukon come tomorrow. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I don't hate it. Um I'm just kind of looking through the numbers of it. They both play a super slow pace, so not mad at taking the under first half under on that one. Um slight edge to to New Mexico State on field goal percentage, less turnovers. Um but UConn just pounds them in the in the middle. Um, the rebound rate is just crushes them. Um, yeah, I don't. I, this one I'll probably. Eh, I don't know. This one might be one of those ones I'm going to throw away as throw as a DJ bet closer to the uh, closer to tip off. Love it. Uh, New Mexico State also 17 in luck per Ken Palm, so good spot to fade them potentially there. Uh, St. Peter's Kentucky, Kentucky minus 17 and a half total at 132. Don't really have anything on this game. Uh, my numbers say. St. Peter's is a little bit of a good bet. I have it at 15, but they do nothing special. They're 259 on offense. Do I really want the 259 offense against Kentucky and all of their athletes? Not a fucking chance. So, I mean, I can see this being an absolute destruction. 
Also, St. Peter's 68% on, on free throws. That's not great. Kentucky's offense is four. Their defense is 27. They're just a good team, good, solid Kentucky team. I don't think they're anything special comparatively to what they've had in the past, but they can definitely play. Um, I'm not going to end up betting this game. It's just it's too scary. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to pick Kentucky here. I don't know that I'm going to bet this spread, man. I I just don't like what I've seen. Even I feel like Kentucky, I have them going pretty far, but I just feel like it's a product of they have a pretty weak section of their bracket, um, not because of their play. So I don't know how much I'm going to be betting on Kentucky um, at Got least it. in the first couple of days. All right. Creighton, San Diego State. Uh, San Diego State minus two and a half. Total 119 and a half lowest on the board. Uh, my numbers say three and 119, so I'm pretty close to the market. I hate Creighton. Their luck rating is 25th, and that's only because at the end they dropped off. They were top 15 for a while there. 124 on offense, negative. They're 18 on defense, which is great, but you're playing a team that's even better on defense, so it's not exactly an advantage for them. 25th in luck. 30.7% from deep. That is horrible. And you're going up against the number two defense in the country. I don't think Creighton's going to score at all in this game. This game could be like, like 51-43 San Diego State. Like I think that's it. San Diego State for their, their 157 on offense, so also terrible. Two on defense. They don't really have any negatives. They shoot 36% from deep. 70% free throw shooter isn't great, but it's okay. Um, I like San Diego State in this one. I also like San Diego State in this one. Um, I wish I had the the, the feeling of cre- fading Creighton as much as you do, but uh, yeah, these eight nine matchups, man. Again, they're just super tough for me to to distinguish. So I took the I took Boise State in the other one. So I'm gonna take San Diego State in this one. No no true handicap here. Uh, I'm gonna go with the West Coasters and uh, take right. San Diego State. All right, <clears throat> now to the night slate. Uh, Vermont, Arkansas. This is one of the biggest upsets on the board, potentially Vermont plus five and a half. This came down from six and a half to five, now up to five and a half. Uh, Arkansas, I think they're catching public money to bring this number back up. I don't think it's necessarily sharp, but I think all the sharps got in from six and a half to five. Total sitting at 139 and a half. Look, Vermont, really solid team. So if you look on my, my Google sheet right now, there are no reds on an underdog. That usually means pretty good. Now, they do anything exceptionally well, but 24 offense, 24 on defense. They shoot almost 37% from deep, almost 75% at the free throw line. They are a good, solid team. And this Vermont school has experience doing good things in the, in the tournament. Shout out Taylor Coppenrath, my guy. And then you go up against this Arkansas team, 40 on offense, 16 on defense, but they only shoot 30.7% from deep. This is a team that could potentially get caught here. If you're looking for an upset, especially a big one, a 13-4, I think this has to be, you know, on your radar. Those cat amounts, man. Um, yeah, I could see that. I mean, Arkansas started off pretty slow, and then they won, like, what, 14 of their last 15 conference games. 7-2 um, and two on the road against the spread. But uh, – Vermont's definitely live here, man. Like, as you said, they're one of the best. They're, I think, fourth nationally in two-point field goal percentage, eighth in E field goal percentage. So they play well in the half court. Um, I guess the question would be their defense. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that they're certainly live here. So this is one of the ones that is probably going to go into D-Gen territory. Um, I might like Vermont a little bit more, just like you do. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be just assuming Arkansas just walks away with this thing. 
I'm hoping that this number comes back up to like that six, six and a half, and that's probably the spot where I want to really bet it. Yeah. Now, come tomorrow when it's six p.m., I, I'm going to be betting it. It's just a matter of does it make it into our bigger plays for tomorrow. Um, forty-six <laughs> percent of the bets and eighty-one percent of the money is on Vermont. So, a lot of sharp action again on Vermont here. Uh, San Francisco, Murray State. In what might be the best game of the tournament that no one has seen either team play all season long. Murray State is really good. The Dons of San Francisco are really good. It's going to be a really fun 7-10 matchup. Murray State minus one and a half, total at 137. My number says that San Francisco should be favored by one and the total at 137. So I'm supposed to bet San Francisco here. Remember, this Murray State team totally riding the wave of John Morant. Uh, and they got some guys who can absolutely cook. They destroyed in their conference tournament final. I think the last time I saw it was 77-37 or something like that. They're a really good team. This is going to be a very interesting game. San Francisco's defense ranked 19th, offense 45. Uh, they are not very good at their free throws. Murray State doesn't really do anything bad. Uh, they're 70% on their free throws. Also 35 on offense, 40 on D. Seems really close. Uh, I don't. I'm not going to pick a side here. I may end up on San Francisco just because my numbers tell me to, but I think this is going to be probably the best game that you see on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, I think San Francisco is going to come out and start firing away from three, man. They they shoot at a really high rate, and um, uh, being that I'm in the Bay, I think I'm going to rep them here, but I, I agree with you. Um, Murray State's going to be a tough out, though, so I, this isn't like a, a, a clear – oh, I, I love San Francisco because they played so well type of thing here. Murray, Murray State definitely plays good defense. San Fran tends to turn over the ball a lot, and that benefits um, the transition offense for Murray State, which has been pretty good this year. So um, this is going to be a fun matchup. Um, shouts to John Morant, one of the probably the best Murray State players ever, the best Murray State player ever. Um, San Francisco is probably like what? Bill Russell, I think. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's been a while since San Francisco's had a uh, – a decent player, but uh, I think they they can make a little run here as a 10 seed. Um, I think that was a bit disrespectful, but you also could say Murray State is valuable at a, at a, at a seven seed. So this one's going to be fun. going to be a great game. All right, next one on the board, Akron, UCLA. Uh, this number's come down a little bit. Also, Akron is plus 13 and a half. Total set at 128 and a half. Akron doesn't do anything great on paper when you look at it. UCLA 15 in offense, 12 on defense. If you're in the top 20 of both of those categories, you are considered to be a national championship contender. No team has ever won the national championship without being top 20 in both of those, at least in the time that Ken Palm has been tracking all of this data. So I think UCLA is a really good team. I think UCLA is a team that can make a deep run into a tournament. But this is also an Akron team that apparently, given what they do well, and given what the Sharps are saying, has a chance to keep this game really tight against the Bruins. So Akron plus 13 and a half. I like it a little bit. Let me just tell you, this line opened at 15. It is now 13 and a half. 76% of the bets and 94% of the money is on the Akron. That should tell you something. Sharps are all over it. I think that at 13 and a half, probably decent idea to stay with Akron uh, on the side. Akron. Woof, man, that is a, uh, woof. That, that's a tough pill to swallow, man. UCLA. Um, I'll probably take the under on that just to maybe, you know, if you think Akron has a chance to kind of shut them down, um, I, I would take the under, was it 128 and a half? I believe something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna take the under on that. 
Um, I love Johnny Juzang. Um, Shout out. He went to my high school. Did he really? Yeah. I was like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And UCLA has tournament experience, man. They made their deep run last year. Um, I don't think that they're going to struggle that much against Akron. Um, I don't know that I'm going to play this one, but I do have UCLA going very far this year. So definitely believe in the Bruins. All right. Uh, Last game on Thursday. We have Texas Southern against Kansas. No need to talk about it. Lines 21 and a half, 144 and a half. My, my number on Texas Southern actually is 18, but no chance. I watched both of these teams. I played, I watched Texas Southern play last night. They're awful. And what they do well, and the, the advantage that they had over Texas A&M Corpus Christi is they dominated inside. They have some guys who can block shots and rebound, and the other team just had nobody that was taller than, you know, 6'4". That's not going to happen against Kansas. You're screwed. So I'm. I want no part of any of that. You don't want that three points of value, man. Come on now. <laughs> no chance. Not interested. No. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm gonna. I'm definitely riding with Kansas on this one. I don't know that I'm gonna bet it though. Um, no, I mean, I'm maybe I will. It. Just seeing seeing as how bad you think Texas Southern is, I might throw. You might throw away your model there and just bet Kansas because you know trust the gut and the eye test. 21 and a half i mean okay uh we'll see uh all right let's move over to friday go through a little bit quicker on these uh ohio state loyola ohio state minus one and a half total 132 and a half my numbers say that loyola should be favored in this game i love loyola in this game ohio state's defense is absolute trash 131 in the country their offense is good at 13 but loyola's defense what they do great 22 in the country they're also 38% from deep of that dump here. So Loyola in a early morning upset on Friday. Absolutely locked that in. Yeah, Ohio State lost to Penn State in their conference tournament. That's never a good sign. Not, Penn State doesn't play ball like that. Um, Sister Jean, man, you got to ride with the mojo, man. I'm going Loyola, Chicago. All right. Uh, Jacksonville State, Auburn. Line is 15 and a half, total 139.5. Jacksonville State, 38.2% from deep. We're going to go with the 15-2 upset? It's on the board. People are very interested in this. I think the Jacksonville State has a shot. Uh, I don't think they're going to win, but give me that plus 15.5 all day in this one. That's a very degen bet, so uh, I'm going to roll with you on that. Uh, <laughs> did this, this line opened up at what, 13.5 uh, or something like that? 16.5, uh, now 15.5. 16 15 okay so it's coming down a little bit so yeah i mean i'll take a, i'll take a flyer with you i know nothing about jackson state so jacksonville state so let's do it gjs only this is what we're all about all right so the next i don't know how this is possible there are four games in a row on friday morning that are all lined exactly the same they're all 15 and a half someone <laughs> explain that to me i have no idea how that works but montana state texas tech 15 and a half tells us at 131 and a half let me just t- say this. Texas Tech, defense, Legit. they're number one in the country on defense, 65 on offense. Montana State, 147 and 129 offense defense. Uh, you know what we're doing. First half under, Montana State team total under, game under. That's all I got Damn. in this game. Trifecta. Give it to them. <laughs> the, the Montana State team total under, come on. It's going to be like 39 and a half. I don't care. <laughs> uh, that's good yeah I, i'm with that um I'm, i have texas tech the raiders going very far so i'm, I'm with that 
Um, I don't, I have no clue who, who plays ball in Montana state like that. That's too deep in the, uh, Midwest for me. No idea. Absolutely. No idea. And I love that you called Montana, the Midwest. That's Midwest. ish. Fly over state, you know, somewhere this, around there. This is, this is what happens when you're from the East coast and then you live on the West coast. Anything that's Everything between, else is in the middle. Yeah. Everything that's West of Philadelphia <laughs> And east of like <laughs> Vegas, Midwest, <laughs> and, and Midwest and Texas. Those are the two things. It's different. Can't forget so, Kansas somewhere in there. Oh and Iowa. God. Throw them all together. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Uh, next game: Yale, Purdue. Also fifteen and a half totals at one forty-three. Purdue, really interesting team. Great offense. They're number three on offense. Number one hundred on defense. So that could be a little dicey for them. This is not the best version of this Yale team, although they got it done versus Princeton in the Ivy League championship game. Uh, <laughs> Purdue catching 56% of the bets, 92% of the money. People love Purdue in this game. Usually I like these Ivy League teams because they're smart. They do all the little things right, as you would think for a team with kids that go to Yale. Um, Purdue just may absolutely light them up. Number So number three offense going against the number 103 defense. And they're going to be just physically outmanned. Uh, this could get out of control. I, I'll say that I'm going to be on Purdue, but I'm not going to lock that in. Uh, but that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. Yeah, that's interesting because I feel like Purdue was probably ranked. You know, they were they're supposed to be title contenders this year, right? And they've definitely had some letdowns. Um, I might take Yale here. I feel like this is a good spot for like an Ivy League team that's very disciplined to uh, potentially take advantage of the weak defense of Purdue. Um, that is their biggest flaw. That's a really bad flaw to have even in the first round matchup. So um, I don't know. I, I think I might take a flyer on uh, Yale here. All right. Uh, next game, Delaware, Villanova, also 15 and a half, total 133 and a half. Delaware doesn't do anything special. 100 on offense, 212 on defense. Nothing in terms of luck, free throw, or three. That's worth noting. Uh, Villanova, eight on offense, 28 on D, 82.3% from the free throw line, and that is the best mark in the country by far. Jay Wright team, kind of like an Ivy League team. They're just absolutely professional. As John Rathling says, they're a Fortune 500 company. You can bank on them all the time. I think this is a good spot where I, I know a lot of money, it looks like, is on Delaware in this game. It's a huge number, but uh, – I like Villanova, man. Villanova's just class all the way. They always get it done. They'll come out. They know exactly what they're doing when it comes to the NCAA tournament. That's why they had so much success recently. Uh, yeah, give me Nova at 15 and a half. I'll take it. Blue Hens have nothing for Villanova. Um, Villanova's definitely one of those teams that you got to – I think they have a nice seating in the bracket, nice little place there. So I think they're gonna also going to make a nice little run to the Elite Eight. All right, uh, let's see. Next one on the board. Actually, this might be – I think this is my second biggest bet of the weekend so far. Miami, USC, USC minus one and a half. Total 139 and a half. This is Trojans all day. And I hate to do this because my wife's a Trojan. I absolutely fucking hate USC. But, Kai, I'm sorry. Fight on, baby. They're going <laughs> to they're, they're gonna absolutely destroy Miami in this one. There's nothing that tells me that Miami is going to be able to compete. They're 17 on offense, but they're not going to be able to compete with the size inside that USC has. USC, it's just, they're such a better team. And I don't even, I don't even really like, really like Andy Enfield, but 
this is not close to me. I think that they're going to win by 10 plus points. Yeah, um, it's just really the front court play that scares me about USC, man. Like uh, they're they're too dangerous down there. And, you know, I think Miami was a kind of a eh, I don't know if the people are going to call him a darling, but I think I've seen quite a few uh, folks choosing Miami in their brackets. But uh, I, too, am going with USC here. Just think that they're the better team. All right. Uh, so Rutgers, Notre Dame, Alabama will pass on that one. I will tweet out what I think on there, but I think that either Rutgers or Notre Dame has a shot against Bama. I'll also pass over Wright State, Bryant, Arizona. Arizona's really good. Uh, they're a team that is capable of winning the entire tournament. So I'll probably like whoever uh, I'll like Arizona versus either of those two teams. Now, Danny, your squad, Hokie Nation, Virginia Tech. Plus one and a half against Texas total sitting at 123 and a half. My line says one and 125. Virginia Tech 18 on offense, 55 on D. 302 in terms of luck. Very unlucky team. Maybe a good time to buy in on them. 39.3% uh, from deep. We love to see them launch it from deep. Texas, on the other hand, 32 on offense, 13 on D. Chris Beard team, so obviously they're going to be good on defense. Also a bad luck team, 279. They do not shoot the ball well from deep, 32.3%. 75% from the line, though, just about the same as Virginia Tech. So I'm on Hokie Nation. I know you're on Hokie Nation. The only question is, how much are we betting on it? <laughs> That's a funny thing, man. I've always had a rule uh, just going back from when I graduated and started betting Smart. on the Hokies. Don't bet on your squad. Um, but this is different, man. We never won the ACC championship before. I'm Break it. I'm Break putting, it. Put all the units on, on Virginia Tech, man. Um, 96% of the money's on the Hokies here. And I see why, man, they're, they're, they're got hot at the right time. Um, yeah, Texas, this is a, I think this is a bit disrespectful. It has 11 seed after winning the ACC. I know they were at a bubble team. Um, and they probably would have been an at-large bid had they not won it, but I don't know, man, I think the Hokies going to make a little run. It's going to be a pretty short run. I don't have them going super far, but I think they'll at least get out of the first round. All right. Next game on the board. Chattanooga, Illinois, Chattanooga plus seven and a half, total 135 and a half. My number on this game is actually five and 137. So I'm supposed to bet Chattanooga here. Everybody else is betting Chattanooga here. This line is really short for a 413. People love Chattanooga. Uh, 58. Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Uh, 58 on offense, 95 on D. 77% from the free throw line. Pretty good. Illinois, 23 on offense, 30 on D. Uh, nothing else really to report on Illinois. Illinois is going to dominate inside in this game. But as you saw last year, I'll, I'll use the Oregon game against Iowa as an example. You can devise a system where you let Kobe Cockburn go off for 40 points like Luca Garza did against Oregon last year. Just let him score as much as you want. He's only getting two points. He's only getting two points at a time. They're not going to give it to him every time. Let them score that way. Eliminate their idea of running up and down the court and shooting threes. If Chattanooga gets hot from deep, there you go. That's a path to victory. So I think that Chattanooga is dangerous. I don't think this is one of my favorite dogs on the board. But if you're looking for a big upset, this certainly uh, fits the profile. I'm on. I'm on Chattanooga, man. I uh, I love the 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 profile that you just outlined of that path to victory. Um, I I got to roll with them. I, I think I'm. You got to take these upsets here in 13-4. I think this one's a really interesting one. Um, and I know Chattanooga certainly doesn't have as much of a, a chance to lose as you might think just by the name of it. But as you said, you got a two points to the spread here. So I think you got to play it. 
All right. Uh, Fullerton, Duke, line is 18 and a half, 146. My number, 14 and 144. So I'm supposed to play Fullerton here. That is a big number difference. Uh, hmm. I don't know if I fully buy into it. 144 on offense, 164 on defense. They are 76.5% from the free throw line. Duke, first round with Coach K. This, Of course, every game he may coach on the way out now may be his last game. I don't know. There's nothing more than I would love to see Fullerton take out Duke in round take one. Take him so out. Send Coach take K's ass out, out of there. Quick. That would be absolutely hilarious. <laughs> uh, from a numbers perspective, Duke, 7 on offense, 44 on D. Their shooting percentages or whatever. They're obviously going to outman Fullerton all over the place, but I don't know. There's no reason for Fullerton to compete in this game, but 18 and a half versus a 14. I, I'm going to have to bet on Fullerton at that 18 and a half for sure. I'm with you, man. Let's fade. Let's continue to fade Duke. Um, it seems like Duke's really struggled ever since it's been this, you know, farewell tour for Coach K, man. They've been, haven't been playing their best ball. So, 18 and a half points. Uh, I might take the the Cali boys. I like it. All right. Uh, five more games on the board. Iowa State, LSU. LSU does not currently have a head coach. He got fired for giving money to every single recruit that walked in the building and providing <laughs> all of them with strippers. So good for him. He got he got enough good players in the building to get a six seed. Congratulations. Now you're fired and you will never have another job again. Although Rick Pitino got a job, so who knows? Uh <laughs> Total is 127. My number on this game is 3 and 125. Iowa State, horrific on offense. 151, but they're 10th on defense. Also a terrible free throw shooting team. Meanwhile, LSU, also great on defense. 89 on offense, uh, 5 on defense, 31.9% from deep. So this strikes me at 127. First half under, baby. Uh, so 127, this will be like... Uh, 60 and a half, 61 and a half, something like that. Uh, so that's a little, you're getting to the point where like, that's really low, but got to take it like the game under also. In terms of the side, four and a half. I like Iowa State. I think that the Will Wade, no coach thing, like how much does that matter for one game? I don't know that it really matters that much. For an extended, you know, time in the tournament, it probably matters a lot. But for one game, uh, I don't know if it matters that much, but I'll, I'll lean towards Iowa State. Yeah, that's a that's a really funny story to lead into that. Um, I'm gonna go LSU. I went LSU in my bracket four and a half. Uh, we'll see. I, I think that uh, Iowa State they're certainly gonna have to protect the rim because they are not. They're one of the worst in the country at uh, defensive uh, efficiency at the rim, um, and then also letting up a lot of free throws. So if the if LSU can get to the rim, I think they're gonna w- walks through uh, waltz through this uh, this victory here and the spread, but. Um, yeah, right now I'm on the LSU side, but I don't know. Not having a coach there is certainly going to matter in uh, tough situations. I mean, athletically, they're going to dominate Iowa State. So if you believe in that, we're just like, screw X's and O's. It's just pros <laughs> and Joe's. I mean, I, I get it for LSU. Uh, all right, four more games. UAB, Houston, line is 8.5, 136.5. My number says 140. It's actually kind of surprising. I would... I think I was liking me under there, but maybe it's an overplay. Uh, UAB, nothing wrong, no deficiencies. 28 on defense, 89, or 28 on offense, 89 on defense. Luck total is good. They shoot well from deep. They shoot well at free throw line. Houston, meanwhile, 10th in offense, 11th in defense. They are a really good team. Bad free throw shooting team. So 
I think that Houston wins this game. I think it's close to the number of eight and a half. Yeah, that free throw shooting may keep UAB in this one for longer than they deserve to be. And the fact that UAB can shoot from deep. I like a little backdoor cover here. So give me UAB plus eight and a half, but that's all I'm going to have on this game, really. Wow. I was surprised you're going to say that. Um, UAB. I got to look into that more because I was all on Houston. I got Houston going very far in the <clears throat> in the tourney this year. I think they're a really strong team as a five seed. So um, UAB, interesting. Uh, I have no read on it right now, but I'm going to dig into that. I like your I like your play there. I actually have Houston going pretty far, too. I just think that this is a situation where they can get backdoor build a little bit. Uh, Davidson, Michigan Jesus. State. Davidson, Michigan State, uh, Michigan State minus one and a half, total 140. My number is one and 145. So we, we will be betting the over in this game. Davidson, 11 on offense, 152 on defense, 38.5 from deep. Michigan State does nothing particularly well, but nothing particularly wrong. I like the over. I like Davidson. I like Davidson money line. Upset special. I think, uh, I think Davidson's absolutely going to dominate this game. I'm on Davidson as well, man. That that line's too short um, for how close these teams are. Um, I don't know something about these 10-7 games, uh, this this uh, this tournament. But uh, I'm All on right. I'm on Davidson. All right, two games really quickly before we get out of here. I know Dan's got to go actually do his real job. Uh, Colgate, Wisconsin. <laughs> Colgate plus seven and a half, one thirty nine. I got Colgate winning this game, forty point one percent from deep. I think this is the upset. Of Friday, yeah. screw Wisconsin. They're the luckiest team yeah. in the country. One of them going against Wisco, Colgate all day. You like it? I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it, man. I'm fading Wisconsin. I've been fading them for years. Didn't work out a couple years ago, but um, yeah, it's the luckiest team in the nation, man. And I don't, I don't believe them at all. Got to take these upsets when you can. I'm gonna take Colgate. All right, last game on the board: TCU Seton Hall. Seton Hall minus one and a half, total one thirty. I'm on Seton Hall. I think they get it done. Screw TCU. Jamie Dixon, get out of here. I'm on the hall. Hey, those eight nines, man. Uh, I'm going Seton Hall. Got a couple homies that went there, had a great time in college. So I've always been picking them in tournaments since then. So got to, can't continue. Can't knock the trend now. All right. That does it for episode 65 of Game of Gold. Dan, thank you so much. I will be releasing all of my bets from Vegas. I can't wait to talk to you from Vegas. Maybe we'll yes. talk while we're in Vegas, make some money. I want to see the money guns. Get the money guns out. You know what I mean? All right, baby. <laughs> Let's all right. get it. Uh, until then, good luck with all your bets on March Madness. Hopefully you make some money and we will talk to you soon. See ya.